Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Chauncey Show, where we're always right and never left. We put God first and politics second. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Welcome to the show. I hope that everyone is doing well, healthy, and at peace. Uh, today, we're going to have on the show gubernatorial candidate who's running for governor of New York. Derek Gibson will be in the studio shortly. After serving on the Bush Advisory Board in the small business sector, Derek decided to move back to New York as an adult, and what he is seeing in the state of New York is appalling to him. New York has left the interests of its citizens behind in favor of vested interests in backroom deals, says Gibson. It has got to change. He has been seeing politicians running rampant with power going against constituents' wishes being bought off by vested interest and stripping the rights away from the people of New York. Taxes have gotten out of control, and that is the first thing we want to change. Gibson's running for governor. He is bound and determined to do it. He wants to see an end to the criminality of the politics as usual in Albany. He has a slogan, Ax the Tax, and he promises to do just that when he's governor. Gibson states New York State citizens first right to choose health care, vaccinations, tax reform, government streamlines, religious freedom, pro-life are Gibson's top priority. As we await him to come into the studio, this Thursday we will have uh, coming up in the studio, our next show will be uh, Mike Blasey, who's running for Congress out of uh, New Jersey's uh, 20, uh, sorry, 4th District running in 2022. So we're going to have him uh, on, and we're going to have an exciting uh, show for the month of uh, October. Uh, please uh, follow us on YouTube, the Chauncey Channel, the Chauncey Show on YouTube. Please subscribe. Also, subscribe to us on Spreaker. Uh, that speaker, please uh, 
and uh, we will keep you updated. Please stand by for a short moment while I try to get a hold of our guest on the other line. Thank you. Okay, we were able to get uh, Mr. Gibson on the air. Uh, he'll be in the studio shortly. He's running a little bit behind on his busy schedule. You can follow the Chauncey Show on Twitter at Chauncey Show USA. On all other platforms, it's the Chauncey Show, and on Facebook as well. So, and if you'd like to uh, make a small donation, PayPal me the Chauncey Show. PayPal me the Chauncey Show so we can continue uh, to do the work of of the people. So we're going to have uh, Derek Gibson in the studio today, who's running for governor. I believe he's in the studio now. Let's welcome Mr. Gibson to the show. How are you doing, Mr. Gibson? Hello, my friend. I'm doing well. I'm under the current circumstance in uh, New York State and New York City. Other than that, I am doing very good, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be on your show today. Thank you so much. I was just explaining to my audience that you are running a little bit behind because you have an extremely busy schedule, and I thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on the show today. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about who are you and what made you decide to run for governor of New Jersey? Okay, I do apologize for coming into the show late for the audience. I was uh, communicating with a teacher that is going, uh, her religious exemption was uh, denied and so forth and so on. So it made me run over a little bit because I do pay attention to everyone and everyone's stories. So this is why I'm late today, and I do sincerely apologize. And uh, thank you for that question. Yes, I decided to run to, for governor after I moved back to the state of New York and seen the state that it was in, uh, the tailspin going down here, the high taxes, the cost of living was high on my agenda from the beginning. But, of course, all that has changed uh, with the things that went on under, under the uh, former administration of Andrew Cuomo, the bail reform, which uh, allowed the rise in crime in New York City, where I live myself, and affected us uh more than anybody in the state of New York. So I decided to put my head in the ring. It's been two years ago. I'm an activist. I've been out there uh, beating the ground, beating the streets, and uh, gathering up support. So I decided to put my head in the ring and run for governor. I am a Republican candidate for governor, but I'm not the establishment. I am you. I walk the streets with you. I protest with you. I am there. So this is why I'm in the race to change New York State, to bring, make New York State free again. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, and it sounds like your desire and your voice and compassion to help the people. That's what we need today in politics. We need people serving people, not people uh, being beholden to politicians who want to impose their will upon people. New York, unfortunately, uh, over uh, this past year has highlighted, has been in the news, unfortunately, with the amount of COVID deaths the cover-up in the nursing homes. I happened to have on the nurse uh, on my show six months ago who exposed a nursing home debacle. Where is it at right now? Is that under state and federal investigation right now, Mr. Gibson? Well, uh, as recently as two months ago, the uh, Department of Justice would not investigate uh, that particular matter after uh, it was referred to them, first referred to the Department of Justice by I myself after I saw what went on in the nursing homes and uh, 
Uh, they delayed and they delayed, and finally we're at the point where they said they're not going to investigate. And I can tell you the current governor we have, not Kathy Hocho, if I'm announcing her right, I just call her the Queen of the Me Too movement, and she's not interested in it. Uh, she sat uh, silently uh, by when uh, this was happening, when Como didn't have nothing to say about it. So I can tell you under the current leadership, current administration, this will be swept under the rug. Nothing will be done about it, but uh, once I – take off with my administration. Uh, I'm going to open up investigation into that, and uh, wherever the chips fall, that's where they'll fall, and uh, someone will be held accountable for the death of our elderly putting uh, COVID patients back into the nursing home. I will be announcing my administration, something that has never been done before uh, ahead of time, but I want the people to know who is working with me, so I'll be announcing my administration, some of my appointees that will be working so to give the people time to vet these particular people out that I am picking myself to work in my administration. I would like for y'all to follow them, do some research, and make sure that I'm doing the right thing and appointing these people instead of waiting until I get in the office. So I'm going to appoint this person and that person. So I'm going to be open, open as I can. And we're going to get things done. We're going to turn New York State around. And like I said, we're going to reverse bail reform. That's a lot of things we're going to do, but we're going to be fair. I am upset with the justice system. I myself uh, have been a victim of the justice system. So I've been on both sides of the law myself. And I see the wrong and I see what's going on in the justice system. It needs to be totally destroyed, not restructured. It needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. This is the only way that uh, we're going to be able to govern correctly and have justice for all and not justice just for some. And uh, if you got money, you good. So my administration will wipe all of those things out. We're going to work hard from day one to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, dovetailing off of crime, uh, the crime rate in New York City has skyrocketed. Um, basically, um de Blasio has thrown his hands up to the gangs and the violence on the street, police officers getting shot and killed, people are getting mugged in broad daylight. What can we do to reduce the crime and bring some civility back to New York City? Well, the first thing we got to do is start uh, uh, using common sense and apply common sense policies for every single thing we do. We got to abide by the laws. Uh, we got to make sure that our, our law enforcement officer that we we hired ourselves as a community and enforce these particular laws are enforced. We cannot be allowed, as the current uh, uh, administration is doing and all the rest of the Democrats around America, is catering to a small group of people because they make noise, because they burn, they loot, they riot, and they cater for that and cater to them and let these things happen. And once you let, allow crime to, fest, to, to be okay, it's going to fester. It's never enough. It's going to keep going, going, and going. Like you said, our women's getting raped in broad daylight. People getting mugged, people getting shot in broad daylight because they have tied the hands. The mayor has tied the hands of the, uh, the of a police in New York City, and the criminals know that. So it's field day for criminals out there. They get arrested. You give them a ticket uh, for violent crimes, and they're right back out on the street in about eight or nine hours back out on the street to commit more crimes. If you look at the stats, more least, most of the people getting arrested are over and over again the same people that is committing uh, all these crimes. So what I intend to do is work with the New York City Mayor and uh, bring in a National Guard right off the rip. 
with the state police, state police, which I would have control over, and the New York Police Department trying to get them to work together to get crime under control. It's the job of the leaders to make sure that the law-abiding citizens are protected and are safe in their places. And this is something that's very high on my agenda. I have a degree in criminal justice, and uh, I'm going to work that degree to the full extent of the law and bring crime under control. We can't allow any crime to fester. Anything you let slide under the crack, it's going to grow bigger and bigger, and I am hard on that. Yes, like I said, the justice system corrupts, so we got to straighten that out. we got to follow the law of the land. we got to follow common sense practices and common sense policies to bring everything under control so New York can be free. If we get crime under control, we can get a great economy going. Without getting crime under control, we won't have the economy. I don't care how good a plan I get, I have in mind, it's not going to work because no one is going to locate their business here. No one is not going to want to come here and the employees getting killed and hurt, and you'll be able to steal out the stores up to $1,000, nothing done about it. They're seeking to do that now. So these things is, is directly opposite of what I want to do for this state of New York and the city of New York. Mr. Gibson, I, I want to take you briefly uh, because as governor of New York, this will impact you. Uh, recently, uh, it's been unfortunate, as you know, in August, Haiti had probably one of the most dangerous and magnificent earthquakes, 7.2 on the Richter scale, that devastated Haitians. I noticed recently in the news that they've been trying to gain access into this country. Now, they have a legitimate right to come here. Most of them have visas. Their country's been devastated. I believe that Haiti's an ally of the United States. Why do you think Joe Biden is blocking Haitians who were involved in a traumatic experience in their homeland, denying them to right to come into this country, yet he is leaving our southern border open for drug traffickers, human trafficking, guns, you name it. What say you? Right. Because and I can now, tell you, yeah. uh, well, it's a twofold question. Not only that, but he's also going to try to dump illegal aliens in New York City and all across the country. So I, I think that was my tie-in as well. Right, and I've been following that story and watching it. Yes, with devil Satan in Haiti, and we reached out to help them get their country together. And yes, if people seek asylum or come here temporarily, the correct way, not walk across the border, regardless of what color you are, you uh, you will be allowed in the country. But if you come in mass and someone is transporting you across water to our borders, that looked like an invasion to me. I'm not saying that against the Haitians. What I'm saying, I do see the, the hypocritical ways of the Biden administration, so-called Biden administration, that when uh, the straight half people come from South America, Venezuela, they're allowed to walk in our country freely. They are accepted with arms wide open. And I looked at the Haitians. I thought, these are black people. They're black people. This guy wants to fly them back. Why aren't you giving them the same treatment that you have allowed to the Hispanics and everybody else just walk in the damn country and do what you want to do, take a residence? So I look at it it's very hypocritical, but no, I don't agree with the border being open. The border should be open, but it is. And uh, but I'm looking at the hypocritical ways of this administration that panders to black people. Then when black people come in masses, they get the planes and fly them back to Haiti. 
So why why aren't they being afforded the same thing as the Hispanic that is coming across the border, uh, are being dispersed all over the country like that? Why? What's the reason behind that? Why not let the Haitians come and do the same thing? If you're going to do it for one group, you may as well do it for everybody. Open borders is open borders. I don't agree with anybody coming here illegally, illegally. It's a correct way to come here in this country. We are not an open border country. If we're going to be open borders, we are no longer a country anymore. Yes, New York City already had, what was, uh, I would say we had at one time 500,000 illegal agents before, all the, before this administration came in. So I can't even imagine the number. But I can tell you as governor, not one illegal agent be allowed to benefit from New York State or live in New York State. I will have a commission put together, and I will find people here that is in housing and airway up and taking their jobs from the uh, legitimate citizen here, and I will have these people removed. I don't know where they're going in USA, but they will no longer be welcome in New York State. We are a country of laws and rules, and we have born citizens here and legal citizens that have came, have came here from other countries that supposed to be getting this help supposed to be getting the housing. It's knocking housing from legal citizens. I cannot tolerate it, will not tolerate it, and has absolutely nothing to do with color. But if you come in the legal way, my arms are open, my administration is open, and we love you. But we got to get it under control. I look at the billions of dollars that we're spending on illegal agents, and I look at our vet sleeping on the street up here in New York State and New York City, Mm -hmm. can't get no help. I look at our elderly is struggling to pay rent. Uh, our landlords. I mean, it's insanity what, as born Americans, that we are going through, and we see these people getting billions of dollars coming in here from Afghanistan, unvetted. And as a black man, I can tell you, we have struggled like hell. We have struggled like hell and barely got any help. Had to fight hard. And for Biden to delegate this kind of money for illegal aliens and people he just flying in the country and look over the so-called black community that he loves so much and pander to, uh, it's a, a, a thing of two pokes in the eye for me. You know, as I'm listening to you, you're right on point. Remember when they had the Cuba crisis, he turned the boats away of the right. people fleeing Cuba in America. Why? Right. Because he's he's afraid that Cubans might become Republicans? Not might, they will because they're coming from an oppressed country and they know what socialism and communism is all about. And they know once they get here and get citizenship, they're never going to vote for a Democrat. So that's why they're not letting them come here. I mean, this administration has, uh, they has uh, a gender set up so they can stay in power forever. This is why that $5 trillion bill they're trying to pass, uh, budget bill they're trying to pass, uh, will include amnesty for those illegal aliens so they can be able to vote and keep them in power forever. Now, think about it. If you illegal alien came here illegally and they reward you like it, wouldn't you vote for them too? I mean, it's just common sense. Why would they vote otherwise? So, hey, we have to look at the evil gentleman that this administration has going so it can keep them in power. And it's the only why the board is open, so they can be kept in power forever. They won't have to cheat anymore. They won't need the Dominican machines, which clearly cheated President Trump out of his victory. He fairly won it. I'm not afraid to say it. I speak it in public. I speak it everywhere. I don't care what the news media, I don't care what conspiracy theorists call it, whatever you want to. This man won the election clearly, and he got basically all the United States almost and a huge chunk of the black community and the Hispanic community. So it's impossible for this guy to lose regard to what they're saying. 
Amen. 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 Yeah, it is a shame what is going on with these liberal, progressive governors and mayors. They have decimated states and cities throughout the country. Yet the people still continually vote against their interests. You know, I blame the Republican Party, and uh, I left the Republican Party in 2018 from a political position because I did not believe that the Republican Party, the party in itself, was in the business of serving people anymore. I argue, I talked about it on my show with national candidates. We have a lot of great Republican candidates that are of color. You are one, Hispanics, Asians throughout the country. I've argued and complained that if the GOP wants to win elections in the future, they're going to have to engage in social, economic, and an educational framework with investments in these cities if they expect to win future elections. Because you look how this election was stolen from Donald Trump. The GOP did not have enough people on the ground, challengers at all these polling locations. We know exactly what happened. The Republican Party and Democratic Party both worked against Donald Trump's reelection. And it hurt. Right. People. And you took the word. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Gibson. Right. You took the words out of my mouth. I'll tell you, take a bird, need two wings to fly. So both parties suck. They are the, the, the Democratic Party is very bold with they even their witness and what they do. They do. It. The Republican Party is soft. Uh, it's been beat down with the racism uh, word. And they're afraid to challenge. They do not challenge. I told my uh, uh, GOP up here in New York leader, Nick Langworthy, that exact thing. I feel weak, pathetic, and it makes absolute no sense. Yes, I'm a Republican. I've been one all my life, and I intend to run this race not as a a uh, uh, insider, establishment Republican. I am an outsider Republican. My values hold that I'm a Republican, but not a weak, spineless Republican. I am bad. I am bold. I speak from on my mind. I'm not PC. I don't cater to anyone. My thing is speak the truth, hold the facts, and keep it there. There's a lot of things that uh, is going on that upsets me with the GOP currently across America. Like you say, it took both parties to get President Trump out of the uh, out of the White mm-hmm. House, and they worked mm-hmm. together. Indeed, I hear them complaining right now. And be like, you the reason the Democrats are doing this, so don't complain. Because y'all are the reason. If y'all had a stuck with President Trump as one, he would have, that landslide victory, victory would have been there, and the machines couldn't have did nothing about it. Rona McDaniels, the GOP chair, for those who don't know it, of the National Republican Party, is the niece to Rhino Mitt Romney. That tells you everything you need to know right there. They weren't going to do anything for Donald Trump. Liz Cheney, all of these rhinos, okay, because Donald Trump is a man of God. Right. He's a he man of the people. Exactly. He's a man of the people. He doesn't cow town. He put a five-year lobbying ban in Washington, D.C. That's why they don't want Donald Trump there, because he's not right. corrupt. 
And like I always say, the Republican and the Democratic Party are both guilty of our failed state. They treat us like a volleyball, flipping us back and forth across the net. And the people in this country continue to suffer. We need to start looking for candidates that serve God and not man. Amen. The moral, the moral fiber and integrity of this country has been decimated. God will not right. be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. For those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. We're always right and never left. We put God first and politics second. We're honored, proud, and blessed to have in the studio today Mr. Derek Gibson conservative running for governor of New Jersey, America first, people's candidates, we thank you. Mr. Gibson, you know, there are so many other challenges going on in New York. You're talking about the vaccine mandates. The data does not support vaccine mandates. Only, and and I don't want to dismiss the death of anyone. But life and death is a part of reality. Out of all the people that have contracted COVID-19, only 1.8% died. If you contract COVID-19, you have a 98.2% chance of survival. So my question is, why do I need to put a virus in me When if I get it, God gave me an immune system, perfect, to combat the devil. Why would I want to inject the devil's venom in my veins when the science and data contradicts the propaganda going on 24-7, promoting vaccines? Big Pharma last year made $85 billion on fear. In 1989, the American Medical Association posted, and it's in their book, coronavirus, quote, unquote, a common cold. It has replaced the flu. We have 30 to 60,000 people die from the flu every year. But they weren't making any money anymore off the flu. See, people, we're living in a world where the time is at hand. The devil knows his time is at hand. God is bringing all his people together for his greater purpose. All of us, me, Derek, everyone that is standing up for the people and for their rights to freedom, liberty, free choice. That's what these elections are about. We are fighting a spiritual warfare against good and evil. And either you stand with God or you stand with the devil. And I thank you for your courage, Mr. Gibson, calling out the devil, exposing it where he is, and wanting to stand up to rid it out of the politics in New York. Crime drugs. They're trying to indoctrinate our kids now with anal sex in middle school. Teachers are transvestites, 
dressed around looking like women. What is this world coming to? See, we forget Sodom and Gomorrah. See, these so-called people that call themselves Christians, what do you stand for? Where are you at fighting? Forget about Republican and Democrat. Where are the servants of God standing up for the morality of our failed current state? Where are we? Where are these so-called church leaders receiving government money, millions of dollars? Where are they standing up for God's children? We're losing children every day on the streets to drugs, guns, and violence. And all everybody wants to talk about is identity politics and character assassination of another human being versus policies that impact people's lives. When is this nonsense going to stop? When are people going to wake up? Mr. Gibson, again, I'll just say a few words. Thank you for allowing me to share. Well, thank you, and uh, I like that message you just put out there. Without God, we are uh, truly lost. We don't have no values, no standards, no nothing. And to touch on the uh, part about the uh, uh, transvestite women uh, in school wearing women clothing, I'm just looking at something today about the uh, librarian. I had a book in the library to uh, teach young boys how to satisfy older men. I mean, this is something that is is pressing, heartaching, and I hate to read so much of but it's good to know these things that what is going this is in Texas somewhere. Uh yes. found out. I saw that yes. story today and it it's very sad. And like you said, where is the church? The church is dead. You can't tell the church from the world. The church folks stand out from the world. Yes, they take the money, like I said. New York State as governor, I would turn down federal funding until we get stuff straightened all the way out. You would not dictate what New York State do, so I would turn those funds down completely. And we have enough. If we get leaders or be good stewards of the taxpayers' money. There's no need money from anywhere else. I would say, especially states such as New York State, man, we could we could go ourselves with that. We have a large economy without getting funds from the government. So when you take those funds from the government, and then they're going to tell you what you can and cannot do. I want to dissolve this, the Board of Education. It has outlived this time. It is over with. It needs to be sent back to the townships and the counties uh, to get things done in their school system. All this need to go. A lot of people are not going to like it because they work for these particular things. A lot of stuff got to be privatized. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, and I'm the guy that will get it done. I probably won't get but one term because I'm gonna get on the nerve of a lot of people. But I'm gonna, we will get it done. I promise you, we'll get it done in the state of New York. And if you want to support me, I don't take corporate donations. I take your ten and twenty dollars, even your five dollars. Go on my website at Gibson Number Four Governor dot com, and that helps me travel the state. I don't have millions of dollars like these other candidates. Uh, that the GOP back. I don't have that those type of funds, so I don't take money from the big corporations. So I just need your five and ten dollars for gas money. I drive my own vehicle, and once I get out and the people hear me, they embrace me, they love it, and they vow to vote and help me. So help me travel the state of New York uh, with your five and ten dollars, and I'll be very grateful. And you'll see the light come back on in New York State. People tend to follow the state of New York and California. We want to make this another a, a godly nation. We want to. Uh, 
withdraw the uh, money from Planned Parenthood for abortion. We're going to do all that. No, I cannot stop. That is, I want to stop abortion, make it illegal. I cannot do that. That's something I cannot do. But what I can do is remove the taxpayers' funding from that. It shouldn't be used for If you want to have uh, us out of marriage or whatever, and then that's on you. If you want to have abortion, then you pay for it. Don't use the taxpayers' money to do it. These are things that I speak about that the GOP don't want me to speak about. But I will, I will not sacrifice my values uh, and my soul, losing my soul. I'm going to believe I'm a Christian man just because to gain power or speak. I don't need the power. I just hate to see our state is gone, doesn't ran so far away from God, and I want to bring it back to him. And uh, we look up to God, not look up to government. Mr. Gibson, thank you so much for standing up for the people of New York. Thank you. thank you for your courage. Thank you for being a man of God. We have an uphill battle, but we already know that when we serve our Father. It's not about us. It's about Him. And I'm right. thankful to be a servant of my Father as well as you and we're doing his work. I keep you and your family in my prayers as you take this journey fighting for the people's rights in New York, Mr. Gibson. Before we go one more time, please share your website. If people want to donate, please share that one more time with my listeners, please. Thank you for the prayers. Keep us uplifted in prayers, you and your audience. We need it without God. We can do nothing. Yes, my website is Gibson, the number four governor dot com. That's G I B S O N, the number four governor dot com. Mr. Gibson, thank you. And within a half hour, all of your followers will be able to listen to this broadcast. I will post it on Twitter. I'll give it to you to share uh, so your listeners have an opportunity to see you know, how you feel, how you think, and what your plans are uh, for New York. Thank you so much. I hope that uh, if we have an opportunity again, you will consider coming on my show again. It was an honor and a blessing to have you on. God bless you. It will be a pleasure, likewise. Have a blessed day. You too. You're listening to The Chauncey Show. We just had gubernatorial candidate Derek Gibson in the studio talking about the challenges of New York. I'm talking about how he wants to solve those problems. You know, we are the people's news. Uh, We share the news straight. We have people that give it to you straight. We have God-fearing people on our show. We have people that want to serve people, not political interest groups, corporations, and the like. If we're going to change this nation... We need prayer. We need God. That's the only way we're going to make it out of what we're in. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Chauncey Show today. As always, you can follow the Chauncey Show on all platforms, or you can go to chaunceyshow.com, subscribe, and all of the information will be there. Uh, I'm your host. As you know, you can follow me at NY Talk Radios. That's New York Talk Radio on all social media platforms. And I also want to thank all of our prior donators and supporters to the Chauncey Show for their contributions. We've listed, actually, I've listed the contributors on my website at chaunceyibrownthethird.com. But if you're able to, uh, you know, we do this for you. If you can help us out with a small donation, 
uh, PayPal me the Chauncey Show. That's PayPal me the Chauncey Show. Uh, we don't want to receive money from big corporations because we don't want our voice to be silenced. What we say is what we believe. So next up uh, this Thursday, we're going to have Mike Blassi, congressional candidate running in New Jersey in the studio on Thursday at 6 o'clock. We want to thank you all for tuning in. Have a blessed night. And remember, as always, keep the faith. God bless you all. Good night now. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV2. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your GEICO agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.